0: Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Sermon Podcast. We are streaming live from Karim Downs in Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a non-denominational Bible-believing and preaching church. We believe the Bible is the inherent Word of God and preach it verse by verse. You can follow us at www.kingswaycf.com and follow our video sermons. Now, join us as we listen to the latest sermon preached by Pastor John Shipman. After last Sunday, when I walked out of this building, the Holy Spirit started. You know, brothers and sisters, I don't just turn up here on the morning and start preaching. The Spirit of God needs to work with me during the week, and I need to study the Word so that He can He can inspire His Word. And during this week, I came to this passage, which I'm going to share with you today about the Holy Spirit. So the theme today is keeping step with the Holy Spirit. Keep in step, and if you've got your Bible, open up in Galatians chapter 5. We're going to get there in a moment or two, not straight away. But first of all, I want to take you on this journey. You see, you and I, when we were born, the Bible says we were sinners. The Bible calls us an old man, the old man in you. Romans chapter 3 verse 23, he says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody say all. What does all mean? Well, it means all. <laughs> that was hard, isn't it? <laughs> all of sin. Does that include you? Yes. Does it include me? Yes. yes. Does it include Paul, who wrote Romans? Yes. You can go to anybody. We all were born and fall short of what the glory of God. That makes you a sinner, according to the Word of God. A sinner. You see we've had our willpower we've had our way of looking at things and we wouldn't accept anything else but our willpower and like i said we are enemies of god and your future state as a sinner is the second death the bible talks about who knows what i'm talking about the second death I'm not talking about dying in this body. That's the first death. But the Bible talks in Revelation about a second death. And if you're a sinner and nothing happens to you on your way to your grave, to your physical grave, you will find yourself at the second death. The Bible talks about the white throne judgment. That will happen. Doesn't matter who you are, Putin will appear there. I don't know why I mentioned that name just today. Of course it's relevant, isn't it? He thinks He's a power. Whoever thinks that our powers will appear before that white throne judgment. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is what? He talks again about that second death. Now you and I work. If you work for somebody, you give your time for what? For wages. You do something to get something. The Bible says if you continue to live your life without coming to the cross, you are living your life and you're going to get, you're going to get something for that. What are you going to get for your life? What are you going to get? Penalty of sin. Penalty of sin. The wages of sin. If you do nothing, if you say, but my mom and dad was in church, or my family came out of a church life, it doesn't matter, brother and sister, listen to me, friend, it does not matter whether your whole family were missionaries on the mission field, whether your great-great-grandfather died on the mission field, it means nothing if you do not come to the cross of Christ and confess of your sin and become born again. You say why do you start like this preacher because we've heard preaching about this we cannot walk in step with the holy spirit this is the foundation this is where it starts yeah. do not come and talk to me about the difficult things in the bible if you haven't even done this one first if you haven't done this first so we walk as sinners and, and you see the world don't want to hear this because if you go into the world in all of these self-help proclaiming books and so to make your self-esteem better and you become better, what did they say? They say, man, you are good, you just need to find the better in you. Have you heard that one before? Just, just, just look deep inside of you. Introspection. Well, I've done introspection when I was a young man and I couldn't find any good in there until I met the one who gave me everything. His life. So, what we need to do is we need to submit to the cross of Christ. You see, in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, He says, We've heard the gospel of our salvation and we trust it in Jesus Christ. That's what it says there. And what happens when we come and submit to the cross, we have to confess. I, I hear so many people, you know, I'm safe, but they, when they tell their testimony, there's no confession of sin. There's no confession. There's no acceptance that I'm a sinner. You need to understand that you're a sinner, you're lost, you're bound to the second death when you come to the cross, because then you will cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, my whole life has been a sin, it's been a disaster, and I'm the author of that. And it says here in one John chapter one verse nine, if we everybody say that word, if we <laughs> confess, if we confess our sins, the word they for sins is the Greek word word hamartia. It means to miss the mark. From birth, you and I miss the mark. The mark, by the way, is the law. Is the law. Of like the Ten Commandments, but not only the Ten Commandments. Don't go and write the Ten Commandments on your wall and every day walk by it and touch it and then say, I've touched the law. There's a man, you know, there was a man in New Zealand in our church. He said, you know what? He, he write in his hand, T.G. Ten, in Afrikaans it's Ten geboya. In English it's Ten Commandments, T.C so that during the day as he walk me and, and he do something he can see TG and he reminds him of what? the law I said to him wash your hands wash it and write on your heart with blood Jesus' blood washes away your sin and he takes you he takes you out under the law under him, because he obeyed the law but it is Harmatiya, missing the mark If we confess Everybody say it again Come on say with me If we confess our sins What will happen? He is faithful and just to Forgive Forgive as if it's never happened before Our sins And to cleanse us Everybody say cleanse. cleanse Now that's not just a cleaning here It is an ongoing process as well To cleanse us from our unrighteousness The word unrighteousness there refers to your lifestyle. Because who knows that before the cross your lifestyle is broken. You need that lifestyle to change. You can't say that I'm a Christian now and you still live the same way you used to live. You hang out with the same people who bring you into the same trouble they did before. Listen to me young people, this is for all of us not only for you. But this is it. It says, these are, the, these are the big words, confess, forgive, cleanse, if you want to, if you want to learn scripture, this is on what I did and what I often like to do because I want to put the word of God in our heart, you learn it by key words, confess, forgive, cleanse. One, 1 John 1 verse 9, but Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, for by grace you have been saved. So who saved you? Jesus. Could you save yourself? No, we needed to bow at the cross and be saved in through faith, that not of yourself. And then in Romans chapter 6 verse 26, He says, Knowing this, that the old man was crucified with Him. The Bible talks about your sinful nature as the old man. And I see so many people still sitting in churches in the nature of the old man. The old man. So what happens? When we are saved, we confess our sin and the Lord Jesus Christ comes and He saves you, He saves your soul, He forgives you your sin, that cleansing starts, He forgave you your sins, listen to me what I'm saying, He forgave you your sins, those things that you feel so terrible about, He forgave you your sins, you should be and you should be so glad. But the work of the Holy Spirit starts immediately, because at that point, I want to be clear about this, there is so many people say, when do you receive the Holy Spirit? I get saved and now I need to be baptized in the Spirit, and for some it takes place weeks and days and maybe months after that. No, that's not biblical. When you get saved, at that point in time, the Holy Spirit comes to you and He lives in you and with you. Yes, there's a filling that takes place for ministry and we can come to that. But I want you to understand what happens. I want you to understand why it is so critical that I need to preach more about this. If you sit here today and you say, but preacher, I'm saved. Get on with this. I want to know more about God. Study. You need to study more about that. But it is important. Brothers and sisters, the time is coming to an end. Who knows it? my brother, look around you, wake up, stop focusing so much on yourself and start thinking about your family members and your friends who do not know God and if you don't know these things, if these things are new for you today, pray to God that He, he lights a fire in your heart to know this more so that you can share it to a lost world out there i said to you when i started preaching this here that the lord has laid upon my heart a burden to preach about the holy spirit and you know where the holy spirit leads us he leads us to the cross i'm not going to say i'm sorry to be so loud i know you know i'm screaming loud in this church but i Brothers and sisters, the time is short and we need to make sure. I do not want to stand in heaven one day and one person sat in our church and all of this stuff just washed over them like a wave and they are washed out by that wave. The Holy Spirit starts working immediately in you because it says in Philippians 2 13 For it is God who works in you. Let me hear it. Who works in you? God. God works in you yes i know you're not going to sit back in your relaxed chair and say come now spirit you know just flow over me and i'm no no you still need to read your bible you still need to pray but god has started a work in you and you need to allow him to work in you he says for it is god who works in you to do what to will and to do for his good pleasure john 14 verse 16 says that he sent us that Holy Spirit. I'm not going to read the verses for you. I want to hurry on. It says, the help of the Holy Spirit, the paracletus, will be with you forever. He will be in you and with you. So the Holy Spirit started working in you. And I'm going to show you today evidence which you can measure quickly, whether he is with me. So easy. (laughs) Then finally, we walk in the Spirit. We walk in the Spirit. Yes? Yes. So let's take it. You're a sinner. You confess of your sin. You come to the cross. The Holy Spirit, by the way, is the one who pulls you to the cross. It's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show it to you. It's in the Word. It's not my words. It's right there in the Word because it says it convicts the world of what? Of sin. When you were still in the world, I mean, I can tell you my testimony, but I want to bring you to the Word of God. But it was just you know one man who was standing there reaching out his hand and within him I could see something different than I saw in any other church I went to. And, and And that was so attractive to me, what was in this man. He just greeted me and he said, welcome in the church. And that to me was just an open step to sit in the church and then the Word of God. My and the Lord saved my soul. But you know what attracted me? It was the Holy Spirit who pulled me in. If that man was was standing there because I was a a really prideful and boastful young man, if he was really tough with me, I would have said, ah, it's like all the other churches. Yes, but that day the Holy Spirit knew that man needed to stand there and he needed to talk to me. Otherwise I would have still, I don't know, be on my way to the second death. But let me carry on. He says, um, the Holy Spirit, uh, we submit at the cross. The Holy Spirit pulls us to the cross. The Lord does His work there. He saves us. He starts working us immediately. And now we come to the part. We need to walk in the Spirit. What does it mean? Galatians 5.25 If we live in the Spirit, everybody say live. Yeah. If we live in the Spirit, let us, also walk. Anybody say walk? Oh. Walk in the spirit. Now what does that mean? I'm glad you've asked because I'm going to show you. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you read that verse? Sorry. Who can say that verse actually just out of their uh, out of their hearts and minds? I've I've learned that verse off my heart, you know, and I've felt myself so many times, you know, with people who go, hey man, let me just tell you. If you walk in the Spirit, you have to live by the Spirit. If you live by the Spirit, you have to walk by the Spirit. Let me open it up for you by the Holy Spirit. Let's look at it. Galatians five twenty five. Now you can open up your Bibles and you can have your pen ready. If we live in the Spirit, Paul writes to them, let us also walk in the Spirit. The word here for live means to exercise the functions of life. Are you doing it right now? Are you exercising the functions of life? Yes. Come on, tell me. Yes. Of course you are. Everybody, put up your hand like this. Come on, I'll see you as soon now, now. Like <laughs> put up your hand, come on, don't be shy. Now blow. You are functioning. Yes. Yes. That was a tough one. If you couldn't feel that, there's something wrong, OK? <laughs> You know, no, there is, we exercise the function, that's what that word means in Greek, by the way. I didn't, I didn't put the Greek word in there. We are exercising the functions of life. That means to be alive, number one, and it means to act. Who would have known that, word. that's where act comes from as well. But if you think about your life right now, you're actually acting out where you live. Some, some parents will say, yeah, I know about my children acting out. That's not the kind of acting out I'm talking about. I'm talking about we all are acting, we're all actors in our own lives You haven't seen it like that before, have you? Uh, And I'm the main actor in my life, okay? I'm the main actor there (laughs) And I'm playing myself in my life, okay? My life story, there's no other actor who came in, I'm playing myself So if you look at my story, you see me You say, where do you go, Preacher? Let me tell you where I'm going The Bible says that God is looking at you, yes? What is He looking? He's looking at your life story. Who's the main actor in your life story? Yeah. You! You are playing that role. Not only is God looking at you, who's looking at you? The Son. Who's else looking at you? The Holy Spirit. Who else? The angels. Did you know the angels is looking at you? The Bible says the angels is looking at us. What are they looking for? They want to see that this grace that God was talking about in the Old Testament applied to people, how do people react? It's amazing. You're in a movie. Who would know? You're in your own movie. And you're the main actor. Now your wife, she is not the main actor in your movie. I'm, I'm on dangerous territory now. <laughs> but it's true. Who's the main actor in her story? She, and you are not. But it's when God comes in and the Holy Spirit sees, or the angels see, how God works in people's life. And the narrative changes. That's what the word life means. It says, if we live in the Spirit, we also walk in the Spirit. Now, I want to just unpack that word there for you for a minute or two. And hopefully, it gives you an understanding of this verse. He says there, let us also walk in the spirit. There's two words for walk in Greek, two words. The first word is peripatio. You don't have to repeat that, okay? It's peripatio. Peripatio means the walk of life. That's what it means. So if somebody, a Greek comes to you, and they say, is there any Greek-speaking people here? Okay, I'm, I'm okay. So... <laughs> But but if you come to a Greek-speaking person and you use this word, I might say it in a different accent, that's all I'm meaning. Peripatio means in the general walk of life. That's what it means. And we find the scripture verse in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, where this word is used. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I want you to look at that verse, because it looks similar to that verse, isn't it? but it's got a different meaning I say then walk in the Spirit that word there for walk is you and you shall not fulfill the last of the phrase. what is Paul saying? he says if you walk in your walk of life and you are in the Spirit then you shall not fulfill the last of the phrase. is that clear? so if you walk in your daily walk and you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you because He's in you Then, the Holy Spirit will help you not to walk in the flesh and to conduct in the flesh. But the second word here for walk is the word stoichio. And this is the word that he uses in the Alvarez. It means to be in line with. In line with. That is what it means. So, parapatio means to the walk of life. But stoichiou, it means to be in line with. And he says in Galatians 5, verse 25, If we live in the Spirit, let us also be in line with the Spirit. Can you see that? It means to keep in step with. That's another word for it. To to be in line with. It means to keep in step with something. It means that somebody's standing next to you, and you look at that person. If they give a step, you give a step. If they go left, right, left, right, you go left, right, left, right. Not right, left, right, left. You don't go opposite that. Now why is this important? Because we need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. We need to allow Him to work in your hearts and lives. And we need to do that. So if we look at keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, He's not leaving us over to our own devices to do that. This is not based on feelings. He gave us the Spirit to come and live inside of us. And if we look at the characteristics of the Holy Spirit, my brother and sister, what is coming to live inside of you? Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. I've I've talked about this verse for three weeks in a row now, but you need to understand this. Coming to live inside of you is first of all the Spirit of the Lord. It's the Spirit of the Lord. It is the Spirit of wisdom. He brings wisdom into your life. And then it is the Spirit of understanding. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Some people read through the Bible, and the Holy Spirit opens something up to them, and they're so excited and they come to you and they say, wow I read this and and look at this, this is what it means and you look over those words and you don't get it, are you with me? That's understanding, now I want you to understand what's happened here, the Holy Spirit opened it up for you. I mean you can read a book about the Holy Spirit and you can finish the whole book and your understanding hasn't gone an inch. But you can open up the Word of God and read a chapter in the Word of God and the Holy Spirit opens it up for you with the understanding which comes from Him and lives inside of you and that understanding is opening up and it opens up volumes this is so wonderful this is the work of the Holy Spirit in come into you is counsel and might and knowledge and the fear of the Lord so what am I saying Paul says we need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. How are we going to do that? Isn't that a good question? That's the question I've asked. What will happen when you keep in step with the Holy Spirit? How am I going to do that first of all? You're going to allow Him to work in you. You come in front of a difficult situation and you've got the Holy Spirit and now you've got the Scripture verse that confirms it for you. It sets it for you. Now you go on your knees and you pray, you say, Lord, last time I freaked out about this. I I just lost my mind, I had a panic attack and I had anxiety about all of these things. I need your help. I can't do this on my own anymore. And you know what happens, you come to me and you say, I need your might to go through this. You say, Holy Spirit, I need your understanding to go through this. Brothers and sisters, it is a relationship with God. This is what I'm talking about. He's got his power inside of you. You just need to allow it to work. Now, if this happens, what will happen? What will happen if you keep in step with those fruit? Well, it's really easy. You will bear fruit. Who loves fruit? I absolutely love fruit, man. But this is the real fruit I'm talking about. I remember when I was a young boy—not uh, young, really young. I'm still young. Don't start on that, but. <laughs> When I was a younger boy, still in my, my father's house, I loved grapes. I don't know about you, but grapes. In South Africa, they had grapes, which, which we called Hanapur grapes. It was really sweet and so on. And it's a big white grape. And I, I love grapes, man. If I, if I see grapes, I can just it, you know, I can just eat that. And we visited one of my aunties, and we came to a house, and we walked in, and I saw these grapes on the table. Now, I was unsaved by then, okay? I just want to lay that out there. Because, you know, for what I'm going to say, But I saw the grapes on the table and I thought, ooh, those grapes look really good. Really good grapes. And I looked for all the adults in the room and they all looked around and I thought to myself, I'm just going to walk over there, just walk over there and just take a handful of these grapes, okay? And then I'm just going to put it in my mouth. And then I'm in trouble, that's fine, but at least I'm going to have some great grapes. So all the adults were standing around and they were looking around, and I made my way and just, you know, gently over to the table, and, and by the table my heart was pumping out, and I go, hey, man, I'm going to be in trouble, I knew that. I've already worked out the risk, you know, it's going to be trouble anyway. So I walked over there, and when they just looked away, I grabbed those grapes, I put them in my mouth, and woman belt was plastic. <laughs> 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 So I was in trouble and the reward wasn't even there. <laughs> but, the, but the fruit I'm talking about now is so real, is so real. First of all, there's, there's three fruits in the Bible. Three fruits if you read through it, And the Lord likes to use these things. He used to like, like to use vineyards and the fig tree. And He, and he used to like, and like to talk about these to the Lord. We need to understand what it means. First we get fruit of the flesh. The Bible talks about fruit of the flesh. There's many scriptures, I'm only giving you one. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. Now listen to this. And you tell me if we see this in our world today. He says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. So you can see that. Which are adultery. Are we seeing that around us? Is it becoming more rife? It's more in your face now, isn't it? Things which was not acceptable 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, is now standard. Fornication. What is fornication? I won't go deep into each one. Uncleanness. lewdness, Idolatry. That's if you've got something more important than God. Sorcery. Hatred. Are we seeing that around the world? Contentions. Jealousies, outburst of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, and the list goes on. Look at this, murders, drunkenness, rivalries. And he says, the like of which I have tell you beforehand, just as I also told you now in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I want you to look at those and I just want you to think for yourselves. These are things that show. This is the fruit. Some of these fruit. I want you to also see, it talks about the works. Can you see that? It's plural, isn't it? It's a plural word. The works. That means that you can have a lot of these things operating in one person, yeah? The works of the flesh. This is called the fruit of the flesh. But then you get. Secondly, the fruit of repentance. The fruit of repentance. Luke chapter 3 verse 9, and even now the axe is laid against the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Now I want you to notice now, so the people came and asked him, this is John the Baptist. He was baptizing at Betabara, and while he was baptizing, a lot of the people came to him because they thought he was this prophet that they were talking about the, the 400 years, the silent years. And he, he actually called them a brood of vipers. And then he tells them that the axe is laying against the brood of the tree. Now the people came to him. I want you to notice this. So the people ask him and say, what shall we do? everybody say, do. What shall we do? And He says to these people, He says, he who has two tunics, that means two jackets, let him give to him who has none, and he who has food, let him do likewise. So that takes care of selfishness, isn't it? Now notice He didn't say, if you've got two two tunics, go sell one on gum tree. No, no, He says, give it away. He he didn't say give it to somebody and say, look it was a really expensive one Uh, I paid over $500 for those jackets, you just bought me $20 No, no, you give it away. That deals with your your selfishness And then, the tax collectors, who loves the tax collectors? (laughs) The tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, teacher, what shall we do. do? and He said to them, collect no more than what was appointed for you what is that? that's dealing with stealing stop stealing stop being selfish stop stealing it's all in, in the law the ten commandments and then not only that He said collect no more and then the soldiers came to Him and asked Him what shall we do So He said to them, do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely that speaking bad or gossiping, and be content with your wages. Pride, blasphemy, gossiping. I want you to see all of these things. Remember, this was before the cross. I said it to you before, that Matthew, Mark, Luke and John his New Testament books under the Old Covenant. You need to understand that because Jesus Christ did not die at this point in time. Before the cross everything was do, do, do. What do you do? You go to the priest. What do the priest do? The priest going to the Holy of Holies. What do, what do you do then? He offer. He offer for the sin. What do you do? You bring an animal. Cain and Abel. What do you do? You plant and you offer to God, you look at the animals, and you offer, it's all do, 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 it's the same today, man always want to do something, isn't it right? I've preached to so many people in my life and sometimes the Holy Spirit is right there in a room and you preach the Word of God. And and remember, I can see all of your faces. I can see where the Word goes in sometimes. I can see sometimes where there's resistance against the Word. And then sometimes I see somebody and the Word of God works and the Spirit works with that person. And they come afterwards and they say, What do I do now? What do I do? I, I just want to do something. It's amazing, isn't it? Give us something. Give us a law. Give us a rule to follow. That is man. This is what these people say. What do we do? And what did he do? What did, what did John the Baptist do? He pointed them towards that. The law. He pointed them towards the law. Don't be selfish. Stop stealing. There's nothing wrong with that because the law hasn't disappeared. The law is still there. You see, in Luke chapter 3, verse 8, they say, Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. So that is the fruits, fruit of the flesh, fruit of repentance. And then we find the fruit of the spirit. In Galatians five twenty three. 23 says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now let me just have a look, quick look, look here. What things is that? The fruit, that's, that's singular isn't it, or is it plural? Singular. It's singular. Look at this. What is that? Plural. The words of the flesh is all of those things. And here it comes, the fruit of the spirit. Some people hear you know, they say the fruits of the spirit. You know why they say that? because they say oh when i go through the list i've got love i'm a loving person isn't it of? if you look at me i'm a loving person come on i'm a big teddy bear i'm a loving guy man come on i'm a a loving person i'm joyful come on you can say i'm always smiling isn't it man i'm also joyful yeah and then we can go on peace i've got peace i mean yeah i'm a peaceful guy i'm all good oh but when it comes to long suffering oh dear Mm, i'm an impatient person when you get up to Maccas, <laughs> McDonald's, that's when you're all suffering tested. <laughs> I don't get a lot of that, but I'll tell you what, I was getting up there and there were only two cars in front of me, and I thought that's okay. Two cars are speaking. Who knows Macus is quickly with two cars? But somehow, the second car, not the front one, the second car in the two in front of me, somehow that order got messed up. Because I was sitting there, and sitting there, and sitting there, for 10 hours! <laughs> That's how it felt, it was only 2 minutes. <laughs> it was only 2 minutes, but 10 hours. But that shows new places. Now, I'm just, you know, down to whatever, but this is what I want to say here, brothers. Is you can't go through that like I just did. This is the point I want to make. This is why it's not the fruits of the Spirit. It is one fruit. And that one fruit has got all of these things. So let me tell you, if you do not have love, you don't have the fruit. You can have all of these other things. You can say gentle. you know. So we need to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And when we walk in step with the Holy Spirit, the proof of walking in step with the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit. Show me your fruit and I'll tell you what tree you belong to. Show me your fruit. You've either got one of these three fruits in your life. You've got the fruit of the flesh, the fruit of repentance, and you're working so hard still under the law. And you find those people in the churches. There's a lot of law churches. There's a lot of people in churches who just want the law. Give me a law to do, preacher. Tell me, tell me I need to be at 6 o'clock. If I'm here five past six, I'm a sinner. No, that's not happening. And then you have the fruit of the spirit that shows you those fruit that you're walking in step with the Lord. Now one of you, don't try to push fruit, allow him to work in your life, and his fruit will be evident, and that fruit will show you and me, it will show you and me, that you're keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. I'm just going to stop there for today. Uh, I've got so much more to say, brothers and sisters, but we need to keep it so that we, we, we don't overfeed and don't overgo. And I want you just to remember today to do one thing. Keep in step with those words. How do I do that preacher? Well go watch the video this afternoon and rewind reminder on that. Now how do we do that? Come to the Lord. Pray and ask Him to help you. Open up your word and start reading it. He will help you in Jesus name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father we thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word Lord. Father, I pray that you will work with Your Holy Spirit after this because the Bible says that your Spirit will teach us and tell us about Jesus. I just pray now, Lord, that all the words that I've said, Father, that it will go in and find good soil. Father, at any stage during this sermon, Father, if the intentions of my heart wasn't right, I pray and confess it before you, Lord. Father, help us in this world. We need your Holy Spirit in this world. We don't only want your strength, Father, to help us through, but we need the Spirit to make us grow. In Jesus' name.